Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. This episode of Highly Enthused is brought to you by Attitude, a beautiful, sustainable Australian bedding brand. We've already raved about these before, but their sheets made from their innovative clean bamboo fabric are silky delights. They are soft like silk, breathable like cotton, and cooling and hypoallergenic to boot. These sheets even wick away moisture and regulate your temperature to keep you cool and comfortable throughout the night. We also love them because with Attitude, you can rest easy knowing you're sleeping on bedding that's free from harmful chemicals and made from a fabric that's also better for the planet. Unlike cotton, which consumes massive amounts of water, energy and other resources, bamboo is one of the most eco-friendly plants on earth. Attitude's sheets use 500 times less water than cotton to make. As we head towards peak gift buying season, hi, how is it October already? Attitude's products make the kind of considered thoughtful gifts that anyone would be excited to find under their Christmas tree. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order on all products, including sale products, which are already 40% off. So you'll get 60% off total when you visit attitude.com.au and enter promo code HIGHLYENTHUSED at checkout. Thanks very much to Attitude. Hello, everyone. How are Hello. you? Good. Wait, was that to me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's to you. It's always to you. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. The sun's shining. How's your it morning? It is. Oh, my God. I have had the most productive morning. I think a sunny day, Sophie, is actually a different person to overcast day, Sophie. Today, I got up early. I went for a swim at the ladies' baths. I went for a run. I did two loads of laundry and hung the laundry out, which is unheard of, washed a week's worth of dishes, wrote the script for this episode, and then I baked a cake, which I'm going to talk about in this episode for no reason at all. Who am I? Who is she? Who is she? When it was overcast the other day, I stayed in bed till 12.30 and I wasn't even hungover. So, like, I'm a different woman. I am a new person. Oh, my God. (sighs) I love that feeling when you've, like, batched cooked stuff, done the laundry, I think a really good coffee like just takes this feeling mm. to the next level. It feel, makes you feel almost yep. like high. You're like, oh, I'm so productive. Yeah. It's like high on ticking things off lists. It's so satisfying. Okay. And you make the lists real granular. So when I say laundry, I'm like, wash whites, hang out whites, put whites away. <laughs> like, it's real specific. So I can feel very accomplished. This is 30. This is 35. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one we're closer to. <laughs> How's your morning been? Um, yeah, particularly uh, productive because I've been posting all our merch off. I'm so, oh, so great. thankful to everyone who's bought a Highly Enthused t-shirt. We have pretty much sold out. I think there's like oh my God. time of recording two tees left, which is so cool. Thanks, everyone. Why did we keep them in a box in your cupboard for so long? <laughs> no, we were just like, oh, website, oh, selling things, oh, too much work. <laughs> but in the end, it was kind of simple. So we're going to make more. Very exciting. The best place to hear about these is on our Instagram page at Highly Enthused. And as always, through our newsletter at highlyenthused.substack.com. Be ready for the next t-shirt drop because hopefully it'll be before two years from now. But um, <laughs> about it so it's exciting all right let's get into what we have been eating this you week you go first what have you been eating well literally I was eating that this morning so this is a very fresh recommendation hot out of the oven I generally am not a baker but as discussed I'm a new woman today and so this morning I got up and something in the air whispered make a cake 
So I listened. So I made the super lemony olive oil cake by a cookbook uh, author and chef named Mina Stone. The recipe was published on Bon Appetit because it's in her new upcoming book, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So it's just like a perfect cake for spring. It is ultra lemony, which is implied by the name, (laughs) but it's also pretty easy to make. So I have a tiny kitchen. I don't have space for a lot of like big cooking appliances. So I don't have a KitchenAid or anything like that. So I'm always looking for recipes that don't use anything too major um, because I've just got like a hand mixer and I don't want it to use like a thousand bowls because I feel Mm -hmm. like one minute my kitchen is really tidy and then like a second later, everything in my kitchen has been used. There's dishes everywhere and I just feel very overwhelmed and stressed. So this isn't like that. It's very straightforward. It's one of those like whisk your wet ingredients together in one bowl and then whisk your dry ingredients in another bowl and then you just combine them and all you have to do is whisk it together. So super, super easy. What's really nice about it is it's like very lemony, as I said. So it's got the zest and juice of two lemons and then it's got one and a half cups of olive oil. And apparently it's based on a Greek cake recipe that the author learned from her Greek grandmother, um, which traditionally uses oranges, but one day she didn't have oranges. So she used lemons instead, which was Honestly, great. I mean, you can't go too wrong with like lemon, olive oil, sugar, cake. It's a good, it's a very good combo. But I actually also, we were really lucky enough to be sent some really gorgeous yuzu olive oil by Mount Zero Olives, Mm. which is a bit of a cult item, hard to get your hands on. So I actually subbed in a quarter of a cup of the yuzu olive oil as well to just like add another element of citrus into it and oh, do recommend. Smart. It was so good. Time. I didn't want to like use all of it because it's quite strong and it's like a pretty special ingredient. You want to save it, but I figured, you know, just put a little, another layer of lemon in if you will. So so good, really good. I've got a bit of a fascination with this cookbook author. She is New York based. She runs the restaurant that's attached to MoMA PS1 in New York. And she, her first cookbook was called Cooking for Artists, which is currently out of print. And I have been like hunting the internet for a copy of it that isn't like a hundred dollars unsuccessfully so far, but she has this new book coming out that I'm definitely going to grab, which is called Lemon Love and Olive Oil. So like the three best things. (laughs) This cake. But yeah, so the cake is, you know, it's kind of what you expect from an olive oil cake, just like really tender and moist, but you put a sprinkle of sugar on top before you bake it. So the top gets kind of crunchy, which is really nice. Mm. It's perfect for morning tea. Perfect. If you're still going on picnics, you haven't already exhausted yourself. Um, Perfect for my favorite meal, which is lunch dessert. The dessert you have after lunch when you work from home (laughs) for four months. I just slowly work my way down a block of uh, coconut rough chocolate. (laughs) And I respect you for it. It is a great, a great option. But um, yeah, I don't bake. I baked this morning, had a delicious piece of cake before we started recording and thought I have to tell you guys about it. So that is the super lemony olive oil cake. I wonder if this would work in a loaf tin. Um, I reckon you can. Like, I you have to be careful not to underbake it because it's one of those cakes that like gets kind of golden and crunchy on top quite quickly. And then I was like jabbing the you know like the t- cake tester in to be like, is it cooked? Like, it's quite like soft in the middle. So I think mm. you'd have to play around with the the bake length. Okay. But I can't see any reason why not. Yum! That sounds really good. Well, if you come to my house right now, illegally, I can give you a piece of it or three or half the cake because I don't need a whole cake. This is why I never bake. You're going to make me break the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what have you been cooking and eating? 
Well, I have made a Nigel Slater recipe, which is really old. It's from like 2008. (laughs) It's not that old. (laughs) It's old for the internet. Like the picture of it on the Guardian website is so blurry and bad. (laughs) Um, I think because like the Guardian has probably updated their whole CMS (laughs) probably three times since this was updated. Um, But it was in an article that is Nigel Slater's most popular recipes. Um, And I have made this probably 20 times it's so delicious and easy so it's his peppers with pork and rosemary and you buy those long red bullhorn peppers that are like Mm. long elongated um red capsicums you halve them and blanch them in boiling salted water until your entire kitchen smells like sweet red pepper and they're kind of a little bit soft which Mm. is probably like seven minutes (laughs) Seems reasonable. Um, yeah. You pop them in a baking dish and then you saute some onions with garlic and rosemary until now your kitchen smells like garlicky rosemary. And then <laughs> you add some pork mince or you do a little hack, which I like to do whenever it says pork mince. You buy some yum pork and fennel sausages, which are already seasoned, have that right hack. In there. So good. So you kind of remove the sausage meat from the casing. Yuck, sausage casing without meat in it. It's so like <laughs> so disgusting and condom-y. I hate it so much. Anyway, you chuck that away. You just like cut up all the sausage meat so it's like mincy. And then you saute all that together with tomatoes and the onions and I think a little bit of stock so it all comes together. You spoon that into the soft peppers, shower the whole thing in parmesan and chili flakes and you kind of moisten it all with a little extra olive oil. Bake it for 35-ish minutes until it's all golden and sizzling and honestly it smells insane. Like if someone walks into your house while this is in your oven, they'll be like, oh, what is that? (laughs) It's so good. This is a kind of recipe I like never make, like the stuffed vegetables, because it always sounds like it's fussy, but this sounds delicious. It's so easy. Like it's seriously mm. simple and it looks really impressive and it's really good for lunch leftovers because because it's like one piece. It's a stuffed pepper. You can transport it pretty easily. Like it transfers yep. to Tupperware pretty easily. <laughs> It's really easy to reheat and it's just so savory and the peppers are sweet and it's got that little chili. Um, Mm. The rosemary is delicious. If you have used tasty sausages, it's like taken to a whole next level. It's just got a Nigel Slater, like simple elegance to it. Um, Good old Nigel. Good old Nige. Love it. (laughs) Never lets us down. (laughs) Never lets us down. It's like really a reason why this is in his most popular recipes. The rest of the article is, um, is great too. There's lots of good little uh, ideas in there but yeah this is this is one of my faves uh, okay read watch listen what do you got shock horror for season whatever we're up to i actually read some books <laughs> yay <laughs> look again once again in these last few weeks my reading ability just left me abandoned me for greener pastures and i got very sluggish and lazy um i had these like stacks of virtuous like memoirs and non-fiction that i'd been very excited about reading and they just like looked at me reproachfully and i ignored them so i decided to go back to my truest comfort genre of not very scary detective novels <laughs> like mildly creepy <laughs> So I am a sporadic listener of the podcast Forever 35 because I also find it quite a soothing show to listen to just to have on in the background. Um, And one of the hosts, Dory, is a really big fan of this series of books called Maisie Dobbs who are by an author called Jacqueline Winspear. 
So they're, they're right in the wheelhouse of things that I find very comforting. They're about a female psychologist and investigator who's in her early 30s. They're set between the world wars. Um, she's like a, you know, plucky woman out on her own, but she's also a, a nurse in the First World War and she has like a tragic love backstory. And the series begins in about 1929, 1930, and then follows her through like the years in sequence. So there are currently 16 books in the series with a 17 due out next year and they so they follow her all the way into world war ii i read five on my kobo in about seven days oh my god (laughs) they're just like they're not particularly serious books um though they do to to their credit they do actually talk a lot about sort of the legacy of world war one and the trauma that so many of the people in that community are still living with particularly in these earlier books that kind of take you through to like 1931 like the war is very much still present it's a lot of links in the in the cases she takes on um a lot of talking about like shell shock and you know the way grief has sort of really reshaped these communities and you know there's all these single women around who have to work because there's not enough men for them to marry um and the way that kind of really reshapes society so to the credit it's it's quite an interesting look into that kind of part of the experience of post-world war one that's um you don't always spend a lot of time on but it's also her methods as a detective are a little bit woo-woo. Like she goes into spaces and can feel the energies of whoever was last there and she apparently has like a, inherited some of the sight, like the second sight from her maternal grandmother who's a Romany, a sort of gypsy um, <laughs> character. So like it's a little, there's some parts of it where I'm like, mm-hmm. And she like learned meditation for some from some guru. I don't know. It's like there's some parts of it that I'm a bit like, this is a bit silly. This is very silly. But you know what? There are five books that I've read and I will probably read the rest of them in the space of a few months. Like I'm oh gonna God. I'm gonna get my way through them. Do they follow like a bit of a formula? Like I find like books where the author is just so prolific, they like really nail the formula and they just keep bashing them out. Yeah, there's definitely variation in the formula. And I think what's nice about it is it's not one of those detective novels where you feel like every time you read them, nothing's happened to the character. Like they're just still there, still where they were, and the case is the only thing that changes. It does follow her and delves into her personal life. And so like she changes and things progress and she has these relationships that come and go. So I do like that part about it. Like it's set in real time and she's a real person who like changes over the course of – the series but um yeah there is like it starts with her like plucky assistant like something happens the detective this detective at scotland yard like sends someone to her and you know and then she follows the case and uncovers all of these twisted things um but you know light enjoyable sometimes a bit serious some mostly about how she could feel the energy in a room and then solve the case (laughs) (laughs) it's right where i'm at right now now that that sounds like a good headspace yeah, it's 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 what we need. <laughs> um, the the host on um, Forever Thirty Five who recommended them, Dory, she refers to this as cozy mysteries. <laughs> like mm. nothing that bad ever really happens, <laughs> and it's all okay in the end. Maybe I need to branch out from my memoirs to Maybe try give it a, whirl. a mystery. I don't <laughs> know if I've ever read like a mystery. I um or detective. Like, <gasps> I read a bit of um like lawyer legal case stuff, but 
Never. Interesting. Like, never an Agatha Christie at a holiday house no, when you were like never, 10. Oh never. my God. <laughs> Sophie, I will send I you a list. People, like back to back. And let me tell you, that is a formula. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. All right. Have you been reading, watching, or listening this week or all of the above? I spent the entire of last weekend staying up till 1am watching this show on Netflix, which is not something I recommend when you no longer have access to leisurely sleep-ins. Um, but I just could not put it down. Scott was asleep and I was like, I'm just going to watch another one. But Made on Netflix is so gripping and frustrating and painful and beautiful and just fills you with this twisted agony the entire length of this show. You find yourself almost internally screaming at the TV because it is so circular and frustrating but just unstop watchingable. <laughs> Wait, is that a word? <laughs> Unable to stop watching it. So it's based on a book by Stephanie Land. It's a true story, <clears throat> memoir. Um, <laughs> Shocking. Who <laughs> writes about her struggle escaping an emotionally abusive relationship with her, her daughter's father, with her three-year-old daughter and She's trying to make an independent life for herself and her daughter while working as a house cleaner. And one of the most frustrating things about it is how stuck she gets in as she navigates the like ridiculously infuriating complex web of welfare red tape for women escaping domestic violence, for Mm. getting rental assistance, for getting childcare help, for getting anything. Every single step forward results in a step backwards or two step backwards or like right back to where she started, which is just so heartbreaking for the viewer of this show. She just keeps getting fucked over, like either by Mm. the system or the people around her or like just bad luck, which is probably the most infuriating part. Yeah. But it's such an incredible show. The main character, Alex, is played by (laughs) Margaret Qualley who is just glittering in this role. She is so magnificent to watch. The character is totally determined, like works so hard. Margaret is amazing. And the character, Alex, is unreliable, kind of mentally unstable mother. She's kind of undiagnosed bipolar, is played by Margaret's actual mum, the incredible Andy McDowell, who I haven't seen anything in so long. And I didn't realise that they were mother-daughter duo in this until after I'd finished it but their dynamic in it is incredible. The whole thing is shot in British Columbia on the collection of islands there, which are like complete beautiful wilderness, um, lots of forests. And that I think that like remoteness and just dampness of everything, like it's always a bit grey, it's always cold and rainy. It's not like this beautiful summer um, landscape really adds to the atmosphere of the story. It's just a real struggle, <laughs> the whole thing. But I don't know, I just loved it. I could not stop watching it. I was on tenterhooks right until the end and oh, in tears, like absolute tears. It's so good. Oh, man, that sounds like the opposite of a cosy mystery. It sounds gripping and really uh, sad and hard to watch. It's super sad. It was super sad. There's a lot of addiction in it and obviously, you know, violence and one of the shit things is that emotional abuse isn't recognized in the state of Washington as domestic violence kind of thing. So uh-huh. she was completely stuck. He cut off all access to money, to communication. He took her car away. Like she was completely stuck, um, keeping her like under his control. And yet that wasn't 
it was really hard for her to get any help because of it, he wasn't punching her essentially, um, even though he was probably about to at any second. Um, yeah, I think that's true everywhere as well. Actually, it's kind of their hands are tied in terms of what they'll recognize. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty keen to read the book that it was based on. She writes about all the houses that she cleans, and I think each chapter is um, based on the story of of one of the houses that she cleans and that's kind of an undertone to the show but it's not a big focus it's kind of like bubbles away under the surface but yeah it does have a nice ending (laughs) I will put that out there (laughs) because after you've like been in this torment for you know 10 episodes I think that you will probably be satisfied by the ending thank god does it end with her like getting her Netflix deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Hopefully, the paycheck that went along with it. Yeah, no, I I loved it. I would almost watch it again. It was so good. But that's made on Netflix. If you yeah are sick of picnics and just want to stay in, <laughs> I can recommend that. All right, what are we buying, Soro? All right, so this item is a little bit of a splurge, I can't lie, um, but I justified it to myself in that I, you know, gained a little bit of weight in lockdown, which is fine, but all my existing swimmers just weren't super comfortable. Like I have this one piece I like, but it just felt like really tight, you know, when you just don't want to put it on, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. just going to feel gross. And so we're heading into the season where I'm jumping into the ocean multiple times a week and I decided I needed to purchase a new bikini that I actually like felt good in. So, I mean, bikini shopping is like jeans shopping, right? Like it's hell. It's not a great thing to do. And I like fully went down the rabbit hole on this. I don't like buying swimmers online. I don't like buying them in person either, but like it's a lot easier to figure out sizing and cuts and like what looks good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided to use the Instagram targeted algorithm for good instead of evil. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to browse a few brands and like click through and like look active and then I'm going to get served heaps and heaps of ads for swimwear brands and it worked. (laughs) I got to say though, swimmers have gotten insanely expensive for what is some very small pieces of fabric. I eventually sort of settled on a pair that I had actually like I've been eyeing off for a little while um, and they've been very popular on Instagram. It's a brand called Ephemera mm-hmm. and they are an Australian brand. I think they're based up in Avalon. They have a boutique up there on the Northern Beaches and I got their classic gingham set in black. So they're just like a very simple cut. Like the top is quite nice because it's um, sort of a triangle shape, like the front kind of comes down in a, in a V, but got an underwire so it's still supportive oh yeah nice and then they have different types of like cuts for the bottoms and I got the high-waisted bottoms because I am not ready to let that silhouette go (laughs) oh god me either that's for life (laughs) that's that's it now like I bought a pair of uh, shorts recently some denim shorts just to have and there were the high-waisted mum short and I was like that's my demographic now I'm 33 I am not wearing anything low rise doesn't matter how many gen z 12 year olds are at the beach and tiny tiny thong bottoms i'm like i'm very proud of your body confidence it is not for me (laughs) anyway so the top i really like it's really super flattering and as the high-waisted i kind of struggle because i'm quite like short-waisted and so sometimes i find that the high waist like it kind of cuts you like under your belly button it's just like not the most flattering but these these are quite high And they work really well on me. You know, your mileage might vary depending on your torso length. But, yeah, I just really love the print because it's like a really big, thick gingham. It comes in all sorts of colours. I just am boring and went with the black because I figured it would be, you know, classic and last for a while. Would you call this print 
check. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's definitely related to the check. <laughs> it is a cousin of the check. Love it. Um, ideally, I would have, you know, got to try them on in person, but I actually found I had to return, like, swap the top for a different size, and it was a pretty straightforward process. So, in terms of like an online bikini purchasing experience it was pretty painless cannot wait to browse an actual shop oh my god I feel like I'll get a contact high yeah it's gonna be amazing (laughs) so that is the ephemera classic gingham bikini in black and I got the high-waisted bottoms I'll link to both of the styles I bought in the newsletter nice what have you been purchasing or doing this week okay so If you are getting your Christmas shopping started, it is October after all. (laughs) God. Um, And you're extremely organized. This is a good idea for the cook in your life. It's a Mm. Japanese hibachi charcoal grill. (gasps) Love a hibachi. Best present. They come in a few sizes. The one we have is quite small and can cook enough to feed like two or three people at a time, which I feel like is a good approachable size. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you've like been charcoal grilling for a while, you could upgrade to like a giant one. More presents in the future, you know, it's good. Just exactly. upgrade. They're really portable, which is fun. You can take them to the park or just like grill outside in your backyard. Obviously you should not barbecue inside. This is not an indoor <laughs> item at all, but it really is so fun. Like it brings this level of interactivity to a meal. We don't actually own a regular barbecue. Of course you don't. Which would be a lot easier than, you know, like lighting up the charcoal, waiting for the charcoal to cool down enough or like the flames to die down enough to cook (laughs) over it. Like it is a bit of a process, but it's fun. Like you're like clustered around the little barbecue, you're eating like smoky skewers, sinking beers. It's a lot of fun. The cool thing is they're made from this special insulated material. These ones in in particular, you can get just metal ones. Um, But these ones in particular... Yeah, it's kind of like insulated and reflective. So the inside stays super hot while the outside stays cool. So they're not like really hard to handle or move if you have to. Um, Yeah, you can cook chicken over them. We made like teriyaki chicken skewers the other day, beef, seafood, like prawns is so Mm. yum over charcoal. (laughs) Vegetables are really good, like mushrooms or asparagus or anything like that. Calamari. We cooked a giant massive t-bone steak on it the other day <laughs> um, which was really good but yeah it's just such a fun thing to do especially for summer now that daylight savings is here you've got a little bit more time in the evening I got mine from Chef's Armory which is a Sydney-based store that sells incredible Japanese knives and lots of sake and these grills but you have to kind of put yourself on the waiting list because they only get orders from Japan every so often so I would Mm. put yourself on the list now but yeah if you know someone who is really keen in the kitchen and has all the fancy knives has all the fancy gear but doesn't have one of these it's a really fun present that is the hibachi grill from Chef's Armory we got my dad one for Christmas and the best fun is pre-lockdown earlier this year we did a hibachi party so we like did all of these delicious things on the grill and drank heaps of sake and it was so fun it just makes cooking let's be right like cooking outside and it's so interactive it kind of just makes the cooking the point and it's all it just becomes really fun yeah and it's like more fun than a regular barbecue because like yeah, I guess a few people stand around the barbecue, but you kind of eat directly off this. Like it can't, mm-hmm. a skewer comes off the grill and onto the plate and then you eat it and you can kind of huddle around it because it's so small. 
um, like you can put it on top of your outdoor table or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's super fun. I love it. So fun. It's great. Hibachi summer, all summer. Oh, yeah. All right. What time is it now? It's past five time. Past five. Woo. You go first. Can't wait to do that singing in person, by the way. Gonna be great. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Number one. Uh, so my friend Cherie brought these to one of the only picnics I plan on going to, <laughs> which I went to over the long weekend. It's there. Um, these little canned drinks called Bizarro Spritz cans. Yes, I have heard of these. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So Bizarro is a fortified wine-based aperitivo, which is made by the Los Delinquente guys who make really great wine down in South Australia in the Riverland area. So they've made this really beautiful fortified wine product with all these sort of local herbs and it's quite bitter. Um, You can just buy a bottle of it by itself like you would Campari or an Amaro and just have it, you know, have over ice or make your own spritz. But they have pre-batched them into these great little cans and they pre-mix it with like some of their white wine and some soda they're really fresh and light and quite bitter just yum perfect for al fresco drinking and what i really like is the can this sounds so dumb but the can's like a really fun size it's like quite squat and chubby and just like really fun to hold (laughs) Um, and i also yeah squat uh and i also just really love their uh sort of graphic design for it they've made it look really old school italian in the font that they've chose and i just really enjoy that love it so that's some yeah cool guys in in south australia making those if you're in the eastern suburbs you can actually pick them up from clodelli which is doing a kind of um sort of little grocery store in clavelli on clavelli road as well so Mm check that out otherwise you can get them online another episode another nail polish recommendation (laughs) because (laughs) i still haven't been able to go and get my nails done um so this is aloha spelled a-l-o-e um it's just a sally hansen nail polish i picked it up at the chemist the other day we are not talking a large expense i think it's like six dollars but i love a real pale pastel color like most of my nail polish collection if you look at it is just slightly tinted shades of creamy white but this one is a really really very very pale green um kind of like minty green looks really good on toes looks great on nails feel like fingers as well obviously um (laughs) nails nails funnily enough designed for nails looks great on them um (laughs) You know, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, but if you're looking for like a fun, pale, fresh, minty green, that's the one for you. It's the one for me at least. My next one is an Instagram account belonging to a wombat rescue and rehab service called Sir Wobbles. Oh, my God, cute. I followed so many wombat rescue and koala rescues in the fires. Now my feed is like half half native cuddly animals. Great. Um, wombats, I think, are maybe my new favourite of our animals. They are just like little furry bundles of delight. The video content is too much. There's like baby wombats hugging each other. Oh, my heart. Couldn't handle it. Too cute. Um, It's just the cutest thing I've seen in a long time. If I could have a pet wombat without it being an ethical issue, I think I would have one. Yeah. Just to carry around in my arms in a little pouch and have it sit on my lap. God, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't your day be good if you had a wombat? Yes. I'm going to scratch its belly. (laughs) For any non-Australian listeners, I guarantee you this will delight you. Please go and explore the joy that is Sir Wobbles. 
Sophomores, what a name. (laughs) What a name. So that's my silly recommendation for this week. My next one is for a TV show that's actually been out for a little while, but I'm late to the party. It's called Abstract, The Art of Design, and it's on Netflix. It's got two seasons that are out. I don't know if they're making another one. The last most recent season came out in 2019. Each season has like seven to eight episodes, and each of them deep dive into like a particular type of design by focusing on a particular designer and their practice and some of their projects that they've worked on and like a sort of a profile on them. So my boyfriend recommended it to me and then we watched the Design for Play episode, which is from season two, and it's about a toy designer, which I just found so fascinating. Her brain is like magical the way she like thinks about things. So like definitely a great place to start. But they cover so many types of design, like costume design, typeface design, cars, digital products, bioarchitecture, like all these kind of crazy things. Mm. Um, I'm obviously a little bit biased because I actually am a designer as part of my job, but I just love seeing how creative people like look at problems and like figure out how to figure out how to solve them or how they come up with new ideas and sort of play with form and materials. I just find it very inspiring. And I was really, it's just a great show. Cool. And I think every episode's about 40 minutes. They're almost like mini documentaries. It's great. And then my last rec for my Fast Five is for a great new spot that just opened up on Bronte Road in Waverley, which is very close to me, which is called Frank's Deli. Yes, I've been wanting to visit this. Oh, yeah. As the name suggests, it is a deli and they actually stock lots of highly enthused faves like the Jamoto Miso Hot Sauce or Tears Anchovies. I think they're... So it's a brother and sister team and their dad also does his own hot smoked salmon and they stock that. So like great from a deli perspective, but they have a queue out the door every single day from quite early. And the reason people queue up is for their sandwiches. Mm. So when I went, I went there opening weekend and I didn't realize that the sandwiches were what you came from, but I was lured sort of like completely seduced by the focaccia that they had on display, which was definitely good enough to warrant a return visit. But when I go back, I will definitely have to try. I think the Reuben is really good. And then they also do a sandwich, which all my friends who are from Perth have said is like quite famous. It's like a Conti roll. It's like kind of like a Mm. mixed um, Italian meats and salad sandwich. And apparently theirs is like incredibly good. So if you're a Western Australian person who has been locked out of that beautiful state for two years, this is where you can go to get your fix. Yeah, I've been spotting something on their Instagram feed called a Brunswick bun. <gasps> oh, my God, yes. I need what to try that. Um, it's like gold syrup, like cinnamon. Oh, my God, I want that so bad. Yeah, their sweet pastries and breads look great. Their coffee's really good. They have a really nice batch brew and they're just super friendly and lovely and I'm just so excited to have something so good like in my neighbourhood. Yeah, that is big for that area. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, what about you? Okay, well, my number one is a podcast called The Culture podcast it's by schwartz media so they publish the saturday paper the 7 a.m podcast which is like a daily news podcast if you find that a little bit too much maybe gets you down a little bit because the news is really grim definitely try this on for size it's really really smart like cultural discussion and criticism but delivered in a really great approachable way the host osman faruqi is excellent and i particularly enjoyed his conversation with the tv critic for the saturday paper madeline 
Madeline Gray about why mm-hmm. millennials love Sally Rooney. Like they've got <laughs> they've got really good episodes that focus on really topical stuff, and um, they've done another one on why everyone's obsessed at the moment with that wilderness survival show alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just really good. I can't, I don't know why I haven't listened to it before now. It seems right up our alley, but yeah, it's, it's great. That is a really good listen. The culture podcast. Number two is an underwear brand or not a brand, but um, a Bonds underwear uh, you find. Small bespoke brand you might not have heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucy, you're recommending these to me. So they are like ultra soft ribbed bikini undies by Bonds. And I am not normally a Bonds underwear person. I'm a jockey girl mostly. Mm, Um, Controversial. Yeah. Well, mostly I find that the waistband on Bonds undies like just always digs in. Like it's always too thin and too tight and it like creates this like divot in my (laughs) waist, which I really find annoying. I like just a soft really thick waistband so I was pretty skeptical when she was like you've got to try these out but they don't dig in so they don't dig in I don't know why because they have a small waistband but anyway they're really soft they are ribbed so they've got that kind of really nice texture they're an organic range um which is cool and yeah they feel a little bit fancy but they're still like everyday undies like these aren't lacy numbers these no are time like for less. things that you can wear every day that still look really good. I bought the color Java, which is like a nice soft lavender. Hmm. And you'd think Java would be brown, but yeah, no, it's not. Uh, uh, not the color I expected. Strange. But yeah, really good. I think I'm going to go out and buy like 10 more pairs because I finally found an underwear that is different to the ones I've been wearing <laughs> for the past decade. But yeah, really cool. They're the Bonds Organic Ripped Bikini Underwear. And especially the Java color, which is purple. Number three, I can't believe I haven't talked about this before. I drink so much. I can't of it. believe um, either. Yeah, I had to do another search because I was like, surely we've mentioned this, but it's a non-alcoholic beer called Heaps Normal. And yes. there are a lot of non-alcoholic beers out there now. I've covered a lot of non-alcoholic stuff for highly enthused, but this one is, I would say, for sure the best non-alcoholic beer mm-hmm. on the market. Um, yeah, I love it. It's Australian made. It's made in Canberra, actually, but it tastes like an IPA. Like it really does. I feel like if you put this in front of someone who really liked beer side by side with an alcoholic brew, you would for sure not tell the difference. I agree. I think it's like you can't tell. Yeah. A lot of non-alcoholic beers are a bit sweet and a bit thin and just like just have something off with them. But yeah, I love this beer. It comes in a really cool can. And their messaging's great because it's not all about like sobriety. Like some of the non-alcoholic beers are like sober, sober, sober. But this is just like, hey, if you just want to drink a little less beer or have one night off or like maybe alternate between alcoholic and non-alcoholic as you like down the cans try this which is which is nice like it's not preachy and it's available kind of everywhere now they've got some really big investor funding because it's just so popular and you can actually buy it at harris farm and insider knowledge says that they have the cheapest case in sydney so interesting i have bought some from there previously good to know yeah so good so if you are having a little bit of a softer summer take a look it's heaps normal you can find it on their website or basically anywhere, <laughs> um, which is really, really good. 
My penultimate recommendation for the Fast Five this week is Vietnamese meatballs with ginger and mint, which is a serious eats recipe, which I don't browse that often, but it kind of just popped up on my Instagram feed and I was like, yum, I really want to make that. Sounds great. Talk me through yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Please. So they're chicken meatballs. I don't use chicken mince a lot, but I reckon you could use pork or probably even beef um, with these. But it's essentially like a lettuce cup recipe. So it's really yum for these like hot weather we've been having. You make these really easy meatballs with chicken mince and heaps of garlic, heaps of ginger, heaps of lemongrass. You pan fry them so they're kind of all caramelized and, and crisp. Then you pile it all into your lettuce cup with some mint and like some crispy shallots and chili, a bit of hoisin, or you could make like a nok charm and that's it. It's so yum. I feel like daylight savings is all about crisp, yum herbs Mm. and like lettuces and hot smoky meatballs. Hot smoky balls. Hot smoky balls. <laughs> this would actually be really yum if you could be bothered to cook these meatballs on the hibachi that you've bought. Um, mm, I would definitely recommend Two for one. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so tasty, really fragrant and delicious. So that is the Vietnamese meatballs with ginger and mint from Serious Eats. I'm going to make those this week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a very you recipe, actually. Good for a crowd. Bookmarked. As well. Or for just me. Or for just you <laughs> in your house. Uh, my final one is a flower recommendation for spring because it's groundbreaking. Flannel flowers. Oh, my fave. Flannel flowers are so pretty. I bought a bunch the other day. I went to Carriage Works, which has still been open this whole time. Um, didn't realize. It's, yeah, it's been open, um, everyone. <laughs> but they are a native flower and they're white, but kind of like a, a greeny gray white, like a really soft, beautiful mm. color, not like daisy white. And they have these gorgeous soft petals, hence the name flannel. They have that like flannel touch to them a muted kind of green interior and just really really pretty I just think they're really pretty (laughs) you can find them apparently growing like all along the south coast of New South Wales which is awesome a friend of mine has a secret spot in the northern beaches where she always finds them as well so they're around just have to keep your eyes peeled on the side of the road they're so nice I love them the the petals kind of go a bit squiggly, like they're not uniform, which I really like. Yeah, it's quite gra- like they're quite um, like graphic almost, like in the sh- in the vase. They're they're beautiful. Yeah, really good, really good. Flannel flowers, get around them. It's spring. Come on, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's it. What a great, what a great recommendation list. As always, guys, you know, we, we never, we never miss. Never I like miss. to think. <laughs> <laughs> Going into the end of this year, quarter four, confident, not quietly confident, <laughs> loudly confident. If we do miss, don't tell us. Please don't. don't tell Please never let us know. We cannot handle it. Um, we do want actually to make a special announcement, just doing a little bit of build up and let you know that the highly anticipated, highly enthused Christmas gift guide, which last year had over 61 or actually exactly 61 <laughs> brilliant gift ideas. Over 61. Uh, over 61. Commonly known as 62. It's actually going to be coming out 
in November. So it's going to be amazing and controversial. It'll only be available to our paid subscribers. So you can subscribe, as we said, for just $5 per month at highlyenthused.substack.com. Every month, you're going to get an extra newsletter with recommendations on a theme. This month was a absolute bumper set of cultural recommendations, like a read, watch, listen on steroids. There's been some great ones. And you also get access to all of our archives when you sign up so you can see all the other great issues that have come out. As as always, all new subscribers will have their first month subscription donated to a charity. Last month for September, we donated to Food Bank New South Wales, which was great. And this month in October, the donations will go to one of my personal favorite charities, which is called the Rainforest Foundation, which is a not-for-profit that uh, buys back land from the Daintree Rainforest to prevent uh, deforestation and development, which personally I think is wonderful. Agree. So yeah, definitely sign up highlyenthused.substack.com. And thanks again to Etitude for sponsoring this episode with their beautiful, sustainable bamboo bedding. Get 20% off your first order on all products, including sale products, when you visit etitude.com.au and enter the promo code highlyenthused at checkout and sleep sweet dear listeners sleep sweet we'll see you in two weeks bye, bye.